Peace, love, and light. T.O. Clay, light bulb lessons. We're back in the building. Uh, as you can see, uh, I, I got this huge grin on my face. You go back and you look at all of these different di different episodes. Uh, man, I'm grinning, and, and I love it because, hey, I got to go back and look at it too, man. I go and check it out, and I look, and I'm just I, – I feel that your, your fort feeling of knowing that, man, I'm in the presence of greatness, and I, and I love that feeling. I love that – uh, I'm, I'm trying my best to live in the purpose of what my mother told me to do, the purpose of what my grandmother told me to do. And that's surround yourself with great people, you know, put yourself in, in, in that miracle territory and, and be around people, man, that, you know, are value people that, uh, share love, share, you know, that, that intimacy with on the inside, man, to a point where you could learn, develop and grow. So, um, I always say, man, my, 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 my intros are organic. Uh, this gentleman tonight, uh, I, I saw him just just for the record. Uh, I, I was I was on Instagram, scrolling through, scrolling through, and I see this 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 gentleman pop up, and and it's it's a still picture. He's he's in a still picture, and it, it had you know a message on there that basically said, "Hey, my name is Chris. I'm a leadership coach. This is what I do. I help." you know, individuals become better leaders. Uh, and man, I, I I was like, wow, he, he was one of the first gentlemen that I saw that, you know, that, 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 that match was struck for me that, Hey man, he's speaking my language. He's speaking leadership. Wow. And, and, and I went to his, his actual profile and, and, and it was just like, man, open up the Pandora's box of leadership, man. I was just like, man, wow. Yes. And if I haven't learned anything along this journey is, man, when your heart says go, man, follow, follow your in, intuition, man, and go. And, mm -hmm. and that's what I did. I, I drafted up a message and I, and I remember telling Chris, I said, man, I hope you don't think that I'm a groupie. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be a groupie, but you're doing where I desire to go. You're doing it, man. And and I would love to speak to you and reach out to you, man, and uh, just just be able to pick your brain, as we say. And sure enough, man, Chris reached back out, and man, uh, gave me gave me so much value. And, and again, man, here we are. And today, without further ado, I'm excited. The world out there, hey, Chris March. Good evening, my brother. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing well, Tim. Thank you so much for the beautiful introduction. It's it's funny when, you know, you replay that back, how we kind of connected and here we are today. It's 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 beautiful. So thank you again for the opportunity to be part of this. I, I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Hey, like I said, man, it's 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 a pleasure, man. I'm I'm just blessed. Uh, your spirit, man. I, I I just love your spirit. I love seeing, you know, what 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 you're thinking, man. And and I, I, believe me, man, I, I, I check you out. Pretty much every day, because I'm like, hey, man, if Chris is thinking this, man, hey, man, you know, we're, we're moving in the right direction, man. So I really appreciate that, man. Uh, I'm sure some of the listeners out there, <clears throat> excuse me, picking up on your accent. Uh, that's my first question, bro. Like, where, where are you from originally, man? Give us a little background on that, man. Yeah, so as... As you can probably tell, I'm originally from Australia. Some people will say that I'm English, but uh born and raised in in australia 
really developed a passion for traveling mm. after after I finished school. Hadn't really traveled that much and up until that point by 2022 I, I decided to to move to the UK to write a passage for an Australian to to live in the UK. Right. The UK culture is very similar to Australia. I know you spent some time there yeah. as well and we'll dive into that. And then I went to the UK with a friend, lived there for two years, had an incredible, incredible time, explored, hung out with my boys, traveled all over right. Europe, as you can appreciate, just a really, really good time. And that's where I found the travel bug. I just enjoyed traveling, learning about different cultures and just navigating and learning so much through that process. Ended up coming back to Australia at that point after two fantastic years of exploring and i was like where can i go to next where can i go to next yeah man (laughs) and at that point vancouver british columbia in canada for for those of you who are not aware uh was voted one of the best cities to live in in the world at that point so i'm like all right i got to go to vancouver bc heard it's incredible i can't go to toronto because it's too cold so moved over to vancouver ended up living there for eight years and then funnily enough i got relocated out to toronto in 2017 and i called toronto home since then and proud proud to be representing toronto as well that's what's up man let let me ask you this man because i know somebody else is out there thinking it man uh does drake run toronto (laughs) dog (laughs) for the hip-hop the hip-hop heads out there does does drake run (laughs) toronto in your opinion sir (laughs) People probably think they come to Toronto and you're just going to see Drake on the streets. Like when you go to Australia, you're going to see kangaroos on the That's streets right. everywhere. That's <laughs> right. But Drake, he is Toronto, right? I, I, a lot of respect for for Drake and what he's done to Toronto and Canada. Yeah, right? He's really he's really given a huge amount of credibility. He's a yes. global ambassador for for the Raptors as well. So That's right. That's got right. Got a lot of, lot of love for for Drake, and we call Toronto the Six. Of course, thanks to Drake, he's the sixth god. So, right, so, right, so much homage to to Drake and what he does, and he reps the city very, very well. Yeah, he does, dog. I, I I have a lot of respect for that man too, because you know, again, man, like he he's Drake. Arguably, is probably the biggest hip hop artist out there. Oh. The big names say that. You know, when you talk to the the big name cats, those. Those dudes is longevity oh, in the yeah. game, the Buster Rhymes and Snoops and all those cats. They like, hey man, Drake in his own lane. Like that dude, he's soaring at, at, at a little bit, you know, a higher notch in the sky. So yeah, man, he, he he represents. He's the guy. He's the guy. He's broken pretty much all musical chart records. Yeah. You know, I think he sold more. Yeah. Albums than than most people. Yeah, I remember right. he broke a record record with the Beatles where he had simultaneously five or six songs in the top yeah. 10 of the u.s billboard charts right. like he's done incredible things yeah so. man man what what's that atmosphere like man with you know obviously i'm sure you you, you know been in a couple of raptors games I, I know you're a basketball connoisseur what's that atmosphere like man yeah it's fantastic you know looking looking back at it when we won the championship in 2019 i was you know fortunate wasn't at the game, but was fortunate to be here at that time. And what a right. time it was in the city to be a part of that with 
Kawhi wow. and he's his run that he had. We had Lowry, you know, we had Gasol, yeah. we had a Barker, mm. we had a we had a real, real nice team at that point. And to, right. to see the city and just how excited everyone was and going out and watching a game every, you know, every couple of nights, it was an event. And oh, Toronto was just so much fun to to be here. It's a sporting city. It's a yeah. you know, we've got the Blue Jays as well. We've got the Raps. Right. But Toronto FC. It's uh, you know Maple Leafs as well. That's it's, right. It's the a, Maple Leafs. Yeah. Maple Leafs as well. They're playing wow. well this year. Haven't been able to make it out of the first round of the playoffs in a long time. But uh, right. it's it's a great sporting city, and being being part of that in 2019 was was incredible. Man, I bet, man. I, I'm I'm reliving that moment right now, man. That shot, bro. Like the six gotta, is one where it, where it hit the ring three times. Like that's on, yeah, game seven. That good that's, was that? That's that's top five coldest moments. shots moments. Yeah. Oh man, that that's the true light bulb, man. Like I, it's for something within me though, Chris. I, I'm not even going front, man. I thought it was going to go in, bro. Like before before yeah. it actually hit the rim. When Kawhi let it go, I said, man, that's good. That's good. I remember saying, yo, that's good. And then when it hit and the whole world stopped, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. literally the whole world stopped in time, man. And and when it dropped, man, I, I was so happy. You know, like you said, man, Kyle Lowry, man, like I'm a, I'm a college dude, man. I, I love the college game and to see those guys go to the pros you know, young Cal mm-hmm. Lowry coming to play for Jay Wright down in Villanova um, and watching his game expand. Kawhi, obviously, um, Serge, you know, like you said, Gasol, you like know, Gasol. he was always kind of under his brother, Powell, and to see him raising up, pulling threes from the top of the key, man, it was, that was an iconic run, bro. And, and that shot just kind of, Chris, man, it, it, it sealed it, man. I think, I think for a lot of us here in the States, um, we're really happy to see Toronto win it, man. Like that, like you said, that was a movement, bro. It was a movement. It was an incredible time. And just thinking about the time and where we have the Jurassic Park out the front of the stadium as well. And it was just thousands of people there watching the games as well as people inside Scotiabank Arena. It was, Mm. it was special. It was special. Wow. Man, what you know, like you said earlier, um, put the mute on his phone. I apologize. Um, you know, sports in Australia, man. Um, I when I was out there, you know, mm-hmm. obviously it was beautiful, man. Sydney, Sydney was a beautiful city. Brisbane was a beautiful city, man. Uh, Perth, very beautiful city. Uh, from from you know my rec- rec- recollection of memories, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember just seeing a lot of like baseball fields and soccer fields. And it seemed like the sports scene out there was live and, and well, mm-hmm. man, what, what, you know, what, what's your outlook on that, bro? Like is sports, a big thing out there. Was it growing? What, what do you think? Huge. Like growing up, it's a sporting nation. Like if you watch the summer Olympics, we're a huge nation per capita in terms of the results that we deliver Winter Olympics, not not so much because we don't have a lot of snow down there, as you probably right, recall. Right. But we're a huge sporting nation, you know, rugby league, oh, AFL, yeah. you know, tennis, cricket, 
yes. of union, all those kind of major sports uh, are huge down there. Basketball's really come up over the last probably 10 years. You know, we've got, I think, 15 to 20 players in the NBA right now. Oh, oh. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a huge sporting nation. A lot of competition growing up. I played a lot of basketball coming up at that point in the, you know, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, man. Be playing basketball was was kind of foreign where you always played rugby league or right. you played union or you played cricket. So, yeah, th- those were the main type of sports, but everyone was always super, super competitive and played a lot of sports through through high school. I played pretty much all of them, I think, when I, when yeah. I think back. Right. Cricket, man. I'm just sitting here thinking <laughs> yeah, that as, yes. as you're laying it out there. Cricket is... That's dope, though, man. Cricket, cricket is that. That's see, I don't know what the thing is, man. It's like that, like that spoon-looking thing or something like that, right? Or it's, it's it's like a cricket bat. The best way that I kind of explain it in North American standards, it's like it's like baseball. Okay, it's it it's like it's like baseball, in similar that it moves it moves a little bit slowly, but it's also really exciting as well. So it's it's different. You also have the the bowler you know, coming in, throwing it over, over arm. And you also have someone hitting it with a bat. But yeah. I think, I think baseball is the closest sport from a North American perspective. Okay. That makes sense, man. That makes sense. Um, I was telling a gentleman yesterday, we win Darwin, Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say we United States Marines, uh, you know, Darwin was one of the ports that we will pull into with the Navy um, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's a lot of outback, a lot of training ground and we're out there. We got all the, the, the vehicles staged and there's like this, um, it is literally the outback, Chris, like I'm not bull crapping, like from, from the North American purview, you know, for you, it might be like, nah, Clay, that that's, I can show you an outback, outback, outback. <laughs> but for us, it, it, it was training ground outback and, um, mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, a gentleman named Gunnery Sergeant Nally, old guy, real, real mm-hmm. old, crusty, crusty Marine. Um, it's probably like, I don't know, two, three in the morning. And he's like, hey, hey, gather Marines over here. It's probably a good 40 of us, 45 of us that was at that particular position. Um, we we gather around him. He said, y'all want to see something cool? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, what's up, Gunny? You know, he looked at the other Marine. He's like, hey, hit it, hit it. That Marine, he popped a flare. Boom. Man, that flare went up, lit up that sky dog right in the tree line. I would say probably good 60, 75 yards from us, dog. We see aboriginals, dog, like real aboriginals. Hey, (laughs) people out there listening, real aboriginals. I'm talking face, paint, all of that, man. A couple of them, you know, and, and, they come up, man, and Gunny Nally had been talking to him for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But man, those dudes walked up, man, and and to hear they they spoke better English than us, Chris. Like it was it was crispy English. Like good day, mate. Like yeah, we was like wow. And and Gunny was just like, hey, you never know who's watching. We're in that territory. I mean, it was all friendly, but. Man, we exchanged, exchanged some things with them, gave them some of, you know, our MREs, meals ready to eat. They gave us some things. But, man, my memories of Australia amazing, man. Like, it was, it was great, man. Got to, got to go to the opera house. Um, nice. You know, the beer. Like I think I was telling you before, just the, 
we're thinking Foster's is the beer. And everybody's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like, bull crap, it's Victorian bitter. Victorian bitter. We're like, what is that? We've never heard of it. So um, the famous Oxford Street, man. We, we had a apartment on Oxford Street. Every store we went in, guys kind of looking at us different. And we're like, what's going on here? They was like, oh, this is one of the most famous, you know, gay streets in the world. <laughs> you know, yeah, we were yeah, like, yeah. yo, like it was... It was crazy, man. Great times, though, Chris. Man, I mean, do you miss it, brother? You you miss Australia, man? It's a it's a beautiful country. Like you, you know, you had the pleasure of spending some time there. And for the record, I've never been to Darwin, so you've seen more right, of that right. part of the the world than I have. But Australia's beautiful country. It really yeah. is. 300, 300 plus days of sunshine. Yeah, man. It's it's just a a great climate. Good food good right. people right. really really emphasis on you know working hard but also playing hard right. as well and i think you know some people can look at it as a disadvantage or an advantage being so far removed as you know from the rest of the world as well you kind Absolutely. of you're sheltered a little bit as well which is a good and bad thing mm-hmm. and i think the the culture as well i definitely miss the the culture for sure yeah. and of course my my family but right. i i I was born and raised in Sydney, but I, I truly believe Sydney is is a world class city and one of the best yes. cities globally. I think every, if anyone hasn't been to Australia, definitely have to check it out. You, it's yeah, such you a beautiful, it's a vast land. There's so many different, you know, great cities to to check out as well. So, yeah, it's it's always going to be home for me. Yes. But I'm blessed to to call Canada home right now as well. Right, right. It's it's funny, like you said, man. With uh, cause you know, Darwin is at the tip tip. Oh know? yeah. Yeah. Australia is huge. You know, so it, it doesn't seem that, that form nah. for you to say that you haven't been up that far. Uh, cause it's the same thing. Like I, I've never been to Canada. I've never been to Detroit. Um, I've never been to, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana. I've never mm-hmm. traversed up in that area. Um, but but it's like you said, man. It's it's some beautiful cities. I I know Toronto's beautiful as well, man. Just seeing the pictures and like you said, I, I'm still beaming off that 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 time, that momentous time. Oh, man, uh, I can only imagine, bro. Like wow, mm. you, you got to get up here for for a game. Yeah, man. I definitely it's definitely on that bucket list to get up that way, man. It is, man. So Chris, man, you know it's like ball blessings. Um, you know why it's like Bob Lessons. We've talked, and I told you, man, it's just those moments, man, those organic mm-hmm. moments, Chris, man. And, you know, our forte is leadership, bro. You know, that mm-hmm. that's that's our bread and butter. That's, that's you know, we, we were talking earlier about, you know, John C. Maxwell Leadership 101, man. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to sit, Chris, to be honest, and, ask you no crazy high powered stuff, man. I I love the simple stuff, man. Like, you know, why leadership for you, man? Like, you know, why leadership? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Leadership is, it's a big responsibility. The, the first thing that I want to say about leadership, I think, you know, leadership is about getting your people to be better. Yeah, man. And I I think that's the basis of of leadership when you look at it. And for me, 
when I look back on my career, it's it's always been about getting better, getting to that place of getting better as well. So leadership for me has been that kind of fuel, that inspiration to continually get better. And I'm going to use Kobe Bryant, who's, who's one of my idols as well. And the Mamba mentality is something that I always live by, is, you know, getting that 1% better every single day. And you yeah. hear the... St- you hear the stories with Kobe. We don't know. To go, we don't need to go into too much detail about each of them. Mm-hmm. But it's just like anything that you want in life, you got to go and put in the hard work. Yeah, man. Yes, that's that's. Sometimes I, I don't know about you, Chris. Like you said, man. You know, we don't have to go in deep dive with 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 the great Kobe Bean, but. I would be remiss to not say, man, it's times, dog, like I see things on the internet, man, with Kobe, man, and and I feel that raw emotion, man. Like I I feel like we were robbed. Chris, I feel like, man, like the great ones, man. Like I, I you know, you're saying it, Chris. You I know you're saying it. All of these GOAT conversations. Yeah. I, yeah. I was I was just reading earlier, Chris. Uh Somebody said, you know, LeBron, and and these are like, you know, actual businesses, you know, that that are putting these things out, uh, like sports writers or, or something along those lines. But long story short, uh, they said, you know, uh, LeBron's stats are just that they're stats, but Michael Jordan is still the goat. And man, it's like almost a million comments on it, Chris. Um, it's like almost a million comments and, and, and so many of those comments refer back to Kobe Bryant, man. And they're talking about grit, Chris. I mean, just normal, random people out here. Just what separated Kobe was his grit, his, his, his passion for the game. Uh, what he did in between the lines outside the lines was always pouring back in between the lines. So, Ah oh, man, Chris, man, I, I, you have to put in the work, man. I agree, Kobe, and Kobe's one of the the greats as well. And I think any goat discussion needs to include Kobe Bryant. Yeah, and I think these are the these are the you know the barbershop conversations we're going to have for for many many years mm-hmm. to come. And I think it's always a great conversation. It it's is, always man. gonna it's always gonna be a great conversation. But if if we're gonna dive into the GOAT conversation, I'm gonna say it right now. Michael Jeffrey Jordan He's is the goat. goat to me. He's the goat. Dog. You, you can't you you can't do what he did, you know, or 10 scoring titles, 14 time all-star, first three peat, goes and tries to play his hand at baseball, comes back, does another three peat, retires comes back again and has an impact as an and you know an older player at that point as well. I just think that winning element is is the difference for me. LeBron is going to finish top five in all stats. Yeah. You know, steals, yeah. assists, points. Like that's phenomenal. Full respect to to LeBron. But for me, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Yeah, me too. Chris, me too, man. And I and Chris, you know, I think I've told you this. I was a Dominique Wilkins guy, man. Like yeah, I, I, I was neat, dog. I was, I was the Brooks and number twenty-one Hawks. I'm, I'm neat. 
because yeah. I, I love the, I love the, you know, I was captured by the Duncan, just like we saw the other night with Matt McClung. I was captured. That's nice. Oh man, dog. They, <laughs> man, we, I'll, I'll get to that one in a second. Uh, cause it's very, very, uh, almost alarming to me that, that people didn't know who Matt McClung was. Uh, but anyway, Jeffrey Jordan, Michael, first name, surname, uh, He's the GOAT, man. And and it, it, for you all out there watching, you know, the gentleman that I have on this episode, this podcast with me, man, is a leadership expert. Like he's in that, that category, you know, and I'm looking at it from the parallels uh, of leadership. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and a lot of those comments were centered around Michael Jeffrey Jordan, Kobe being Bryant being put in a different category based on leadership. Some will argue, Chris, you know this, some will argue, well, how can you say that LeBron James is not a leader? He led, he, I'm not saying that LeBron James is not, not a leader. So anybody mm-hmm. out there, oh man, T.O. Clay, you trying to say LeBron's not a leader. That's not what I'm saying. There's different parallels of leadership. There's different leadership styles. And Mm -hmm. the style that I believe my partner Chris and I cling to is is that style that when you have the food, you still get out there and you get dirty. The style that we kind of cling to is, hey, you're 12 months strong. Like, go and look at. Kobe Bryant playing in the Olympics with a young LeBron James after we had got beat a few times. The documentary's out there. I don't know which program it's on, HBO Max. One of them, Chris. Netflix, Redeem Team. It's incredible. The Kobe story in that one is... Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That right there, Chris. I don't. It, I, I, I can't watch that, Chris, and, and ever fix my mouth and say that, one... Michael Jeffrey Jordan is the GOAT. I have to say that, bro. And, and I can't have a conversation with LeBron and Michael and not think about Kobe being Bryant, bro. I just, it, it's not in my spirit to do that, man. And I, I don't knock LeBron. If I saw LeBron walking in the mall, Chris, I would say, wow, man, that's LeBron James. I probably wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to get up close to him. <laughs> um, but if I saw Kobe, Rest in peace. Walking in the mall, I'm gonna gravitate to him. I'm gonna get close to Kobe because he's a, he's an infectious type of leader that I look at and I say, man, like, man, that man made me go out here and work harder. And I'm just being honest. LeBron has never made me within my life go out here and mm-hmm. work harder. He hasn't. And some may say, oh, it's because you're hating on him, dude, or <laughs> you you know you're you're biased over Michael and Kobe. No. I'm I'm just calling the shot what it is, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it it's just that simple. So, man, Matt McClung. Matt McClung won the Dunker contest in college and high school. He was so, a viral sensation. Like, I think yes. that's what people have you not watched YouTube in the last 10 years? How does no one know McClung? Like, man, I, I was I was shocked, Chris. I was shocked how they mm-hmm. were acting like McClung had just 
flew from space and landed at the Dunkin' contest and nobody's never heard of this kid. Man, he's got he's he he's like Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell was the same way, mm-hmm. you know, prior to going to Louisville, uh Brewster Academy up in New York City. Uh up at well, actually, I think it's Connecticut, but um same thing, man. I mean, when you look at Donovan Mitchell's feet, I think he wears like a 17, 18, man. And and I, I look at his feet and I'm like, that's why he could jump so high, bro. Look, look how big his feet is. Like that that initial spring off of his toes, like his feet are huge, Chris. But yeah, man. But from the leadership aspect, man, uh, we we see these parallels with sports, Chris. We see these parallels. I, I'm, I'm going to throw the next one out there for you. And I know for the people out there that are watching, they love this, bro, because it does come back down to leadership, man. That leadership Absolutely. mantle, it comes back down. Uh, would you would you venture to say, Chris March, that Tom Brady is the is is the GOAT of National Football League? Would would you venture to say that? I would agree with that as well. You just when you look at Brady, what he was able to do, longevity as mm-hmm. well. Was he 41, 42 when he retired? Yep. One three at three or four at uh at New England and then was able to pick up the you know the the extra chip at Tampa Bay with the team that he had as well. Yeah, yep. and he has you know countless records as well. I think, you know, speaking from the leadership perspective as well, everyone gravitated to Tom Brady. Yeah, man. Brady is uh again, man, like I, I I love to dig and figure out what it is that separates these guys, man. And from mm-hmm. what I see, and and from what we're talking about earlier, with the with the leadership one on one, John C. Maxwell, mm-hmm. he, he he talked about Jerry Rice, and he and he's, he he said that Jerry Rice uh, played for a coach. I want to either high school or college, one of the two, mm-hmm. and and he would make the coach would make them run. 20 sprints up this hill and he said when jerry rice got to 19 he, he was he was he was he was done man he was like man i, I can't go no more I, i'm spent i gave it all start walking towards the locker room and he said but the the difference in what rice did in that moment that changed him and and put him in the category as arguably the best wide receiver to ever touch the pigskin he said if I quit now, I'll quit at everything else. And he turned mm-hmm. around, went back, you know, banged it back out again, banged out another 20 because he didn't want to just do that last one. He said, you know, I'm I'm going to start from the beginning and fit, finish my, my 20 of one. And he did it. Um, and over all the years, Chris, he, he kept doing that same out in, you know, uh, San Fran area, the same crazy hills. All the mm-hmm. football players, you know, come out there, Terrell Owens, all these different wide receivers try to challenge him out there. He slammed them. And, and they said what, what coupled with talent, what separates Jerry Rice is he plays football for 365 days. The season is only but so many dang on days. But those off day seasons when everybody else is out with their families vacationing, kicking back, resting their knees, ankles, 
he's out there hitting it, man. And and I look at those different aspects of these leaders. Um, and that's it, man. You you said it, Chris. It's, it's the work, bro. It's the work, man. How how do you and I and I say this, man, you know, open-hearted, man, like what do you see majority of your clients struggle with? Do they struggle with confidence? Do they struggle with uh you know lack of you know belief or, mm-hmm. or whatever? What 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 what's some of the big struggles you see, man? Seeing a lot of people with imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, just really, you know, that belief that they don't deserve something or the, you know, they're, you know, they're true to the word, they're imposter. They they have that fear of failing. I think fear is a is a huge thing yeah, as man. well. So really working on that confidence is is a huge thing. And another one that I'm seeing a lot with clients is just that time management, trying to find that work-life balance. So yeah, I'm man. spending too too much time at work and not enough time with with my loved ones as well. So trying to just put in some productivity hacks to to get that work-life balance in check as well. Yeah, man. That's a that's a big one too, man. I, I struggled with that, Chris. Um I I, I open we all do. On. We all do. Yeah, like we all do. Man, I think Chris, I struggled with it. I almost lost my marriage over it. Uh relationship with my children mm-hmm. uh, definitely not as strong as what it could have been in those moments. But mm-hmm. where do you where do you strike that balance, Chris? Where where do you where do you strike that balance? If I want to be at that Kobe Bean Bryant level, mm-hmm. if I if I want to be at that Tom Brady level, if I want to be at that Jerry Rice level, that Tiger level, mm-hmm. that that Elvis level, that I, I can keep naming them, Neil Armstrong <laughs> freaking level, mm-hmm. uh, all of these greats, Tony Robbins level. We we're all saying the same thing that something's got to give to get there. You know, what's your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, I think it's, you know, I think it's communication is 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 important and integral to any relationship. I think being able to set clear expectations with the people that you with, you know, talking about your, your you know, the relationship you had with your wife and not spending enough time with your kids and so forth as well. I think being able to communicate clearly to your partner around what what is needed and what is not needed in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up with with my father. He wasn't around for the first yeah. kind of 15 years of, in my life. So there's a big gap for me as well. You don't get those years back, right? No, you don't. You, get don't. Those, you, don't. you don't get those years back. So I don't think there's one kind of silver bullet that's going to give you exactly what you need. But I just think, you know, we, we never we never get that time back. So I think it's mm-hmm. understanding what's important to you and to the most important people in your life and communicating that and really working towards goals together that are, you know, going to keep you on the right path to have that collaboration and that openness to be successful, either be a team of two, you and your partner or a team of two, three, four, five. If you, if you're lucky enough to be having children as well. Right. Yeah, you know, I, this is what, one thing I hear a lot, Chris, is I hear the blame, the blaming of the government. That's what I hear. Mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've heard it. I hear they got us stuck in this rat race. Um, I have to go out here and make money. I have to work this job. And then when you take, you know, gentlemen like yourself, 
uh, you know, I'm included in that. We're 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 stepping out on a journey of, uh, you know, sort of our, our own business and 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 stepping out. You know, putting that mm-hmm. faith and trust and belief that we're going to be able to make money doing what we do and have that time. You know, I, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm retired from the military, man. So I have more time. I, I saved mm-hmm. it. But again, mm-hmm. I, I think it starts with, like you said, a communication. Mm-hmm. Because it, it it took me, Chris Marks, to have communication within to say, I'm hearing these signals are telling me what's what's happening. I could continue to stretch it. I could go to 30 years uh, until the Marine Corps kicks me out and says, hey, you're too old. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> but I it's sort of like Barry Sanders, bro. Like I said, there's so many parallels when we look at Barry Sanders, arguably, many will say the best running back of all time. I mean, it's hard for me to not say that, <laughs> you know, he he's not. Um, I put Jim Brown up in that category, but Barry Sanders, I'm, I am on the record, Chris. Barry Sanders to me is the greatest running back of all time um, for, for the stint in which he played. And mm-hmm. for him to pull out when he did, uh, many say, well, he he was tired of running for his life. He 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 felt like he did everything he needed to do, and it was perfect marriage for him to just walk away from the game and and leave it as such. Uh, I I haven't watched any documentaries on him as to why he decided to pull out when he did, but it's like that 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 folklore legend of like, man, mm-hmm. ma- imagine if Barry would have stayed. Mm-hmm. But, I'm, but I'm sure, Chris, whatever reason he decided to leave, it was that internal communication. And I know for myself, Chris, uh, again, man, that work-life balance. It's like, it, it, we love leadership, Chris. You love it, bro. Like I see it in you every single day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love we love it. So it's like, we know we know what it takes to thrive within that aspect of leadership. I, you know, I always said to Marines, Chris, they tell us that we're a few good men. Mm-hmm. But who's going to be that few of the few? Who who's that Hall of Fame gold jacket leader? You know, that's why we're sitting here. You know, expounding on these greats that we know, and it's like. I consider myself a Hall of Fame leader within the craft in which I was in because because I I took that relentless approach to to get to that pinnacle. This is what I have to do. I'm not going to be able to I'm not going to be able to reach that pinnacle if I I don't. But but that's that's a mystery, Chris, because like you said, the work life balance, you have to find. Yeah, I look back now, Chris, and and mm-hmm. it's it's almost therapeutic because I look back now and I see all the flaws that I did. And I think to myself, with Kobe being Bryant, look back and say, Yeah, of course, I saw all the flaws I did. I shouldn't have been such a, a asshole to um uh, the the one little guy, I think he's from like Italy or whatever, man. Uh I can't remember his name to play with with Kobe from the Lakers. Smoosh uh, Parker? Smoosh Parker, yes. Like, you know, but again, hey, Chris, man, think about right now the Golden State Warriors. 
And with, with hey, for you all out there listening, hey, it's T.O. Clay, like ball blessings, here with my man Chris March, uh, expert leader in the game. Um, you know, if if you're just dialing in, man, we're we're looking at the parallels of leadership along with the things that we see in just day-to-day life. And and mm. we're 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 we love sports, we love the game of sports, we we love what drives these individuals to greatness. And we know that it's leadership. And we hope you out there, hey, you know as well that it takes leadership. So again, Steve Kerr has taken the Golden State Warriors to multiple championships. Steve Kerr, for you young bucks out there <laughs> that don't know, do the history on Steve Kerr. Go and look at the last dance. You go and you look back at the last dance, Steve Kerr says it. He says straight up, like, MJ was an asshole to us. He pushed us to greatness. He pushed us to the six rings. You know, he pushed us to the untouchables in terms of the Chicago Bulls. Now look at that same cycle of offspring and culture that he has fostered in those Golden State Warriors, man. So, again, the question that I'm posing to you, Chris, And for all the leaders out there that are sitting there critically thinking, just like we are right now, what is the best recipe for us as leaders to get to that pinnacle without sacrificing everything else, the things that we love the most? I think that's that's a, a struggle for many of us. Many leaders out there have lost the things that they love the most and they all almost get to a point where they realize it's too late. To see, to see some of these gentlemen that I personally know, Chris, uh, great leaders, man, but they're lonely right now. And we hear this term as Marines, oh, it's lonely at the top. Mm-hmm. You have no friends. As a leader, you have no friends at the top. But when I read John C. Maxwell, when when I hear the the many tips that you put out every single day, Chris. I I see that as a myth now because you're giving step by step breakdown on these are the things to combat, you know, losing everything. Like you said, communication, uh, mm-hmm. having a having a coach, you know, uh, submerging yourself in 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 personal development all these different things so i don't know chris i'm gonna get off the soapbox bro what (laughs) what, you know what's what's your thoughts man i'm off the soapbox you're no no thank you look leadership is uh i think the one biggest thing about leadership that you can learn early on is that it's it's not about you it's not it's not about you i think Mm. I remember myself as an early leader and there's so much to learn when you're a leader, but I think when you understand it's not about you, it's about your team. Yeah. That's when things really start to click. Yes. I agree. It's not, it's not, man. It's, 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 it's a selfless devotion to duty, man. That's what it is, Chris. And, and that that duty is not in the sense of just military, man, for, for the military folk out there, veterans watching. Uh, it's a it's a selfless devotion to 
I'm going to take my game down to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and we're going to figure out this same recipe. Mm-hmm. You know, that greatness, man. Greatness falls in self-discipline, man. Self-discipline, understanding that you're only as strong as that weakest link is very important. Um, I'll be honest with you, Chris. Uh, empathy, man. Empathy is a big one, Chris. Huge. Huge. That's a big one. Um, being empathetic, man, to your team, like you said. Uh, you know, I'm sure, again, as these greats that we've named today, uh, they've learned some humility along the way. You know, uh, Mike Jordan, I mean, man, he's the GOAT, man. Like, how can you, how can, <laughs> how can you argue? Chris, how can you argue, man? The man's the GOAT. You're not, you're not getting any arguments over here. Yeah, nobody can argue, man. I mean, we shouldn't be arguing that, man. Like, come on, man. The man, the man is greatness, man. That's, that's you know, that's Air Jordan, bro. Like, I'm so excited, Chris, to see this new movie coming out, man. Oh, I'm oh, glad I you care. mentioned it. Uh, I saw that come up the other day, and I was like, it's coming out when? April? That's too oh, far away. Oh, like, yes, <laughs> yes. I can't wait to see that, man. I mean, just just that alone, man, I think it's going to further drive that, that ball down the field, man, in terms of, man, this guy is different. You know, like, whoo, man. And to have Viola Davis as, as Mrs. Jordan, oh, man, I'm excited to see that, man. Oh, It's going to wow. be special. Have you seen Shoot? Have you read Shoe Dog by Phil Knight? I haven't. I haven't. Add, add that to your list as well. Maybe try and fit that in before you see the movie. Okay. Okay. Shoe Dog. It's, a, it's about the Phil Knight story. And a lot of it he speaks about, you know, Jordan up and coming as well. So highly recommend. And for anyone who hasn't seen it out there as well, it's right. Phil Knight who founded Nike. Right. That's awesome, man. Oh, Sonny Vaccaro. Um it's it's amazing because like like we said, man, how how it transfers with the college game. Mm-hmm. You know, I obviously, you know, one of my favorite college coaches of all times is, is is the great Rick Patino. Uh I know mm-hmm. some people out there, they ah, you know, what happened in Louisville. And man, Rick Patino is an amazing coach, man. Uh, he's a winner. You know, you might not like some of his antics off the off the court, yeah. but in his book, man, called uh, Rebound, man, you know, he, he's talking about Sonny. He's talking about that whole shoe aspect of, of the game. Like, mm-hmm. hey, re- the, the landscape of recruiting has changed so much. Um, them old chivalry days of, hey, you know, this young traditional kid wants to come and play under this legendary coach and sort of like Isaiah Thomas. We see Isaiah come under Phil, uh, I'm sorry, Bobby Knight and – you know, next thing you know, he's he's Isaiah Thomas that we know of today, legendary, you know, icon. But he said um, the shoe industry runs the, the 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 game, you know, and now we've seen it just it's 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 with the nil deal. Oh my goodness, man! Like Chris, what do you think, man? Uh, <clears throat> do you think players should be able to go straight from high school? straight to the league if they're good enough do you do you think i think 
I think college players should be paid money. Let me answer it in a little bit of a different okay. way. I, okay. I really think if you look at the, I know you're a big college guy. The college, as you know, any any of the, the major sports, it's a business. The money mm. that they're making is in the billions. It doesn't, right. the reason people jump from high school to the NBA is because they want to get paid. That's facts. That's facts. So if there was more opportunity to, to earn through, through their time in college or further develop themselves, you know, for the post professional career as well, I think there'd need to be more emphasis really on having that opportunity for college players to earn because they're earning so much off their, their images, their name rights and so forth yes. as well. This, why do we not, why does, why do we not open that up? I agree. Uh, it's yeah that that discussion man is uh it's a big I one just, i think about the fab five man you know that's that's what i always my my mindset always goes back to the mm -hmm. fab five you know here you got five freshmen you know diaper dandies as dick Vitell would say uh they they revolutionized college basketball man chris weber Jalen rose you know those guys and you know, to think that, like Jalen Rose said, man, I'm walking down the strip on campus and I'm hungry, man. I'm starving. They're like, all right, Jalen, man, like you, you guys get, I spent three years at Chapel Hill and mm -hmm. those ballplayers get treated like royalty, man. You know, they get great, great eating, but it was just the way he explained it. He was like, I'm broke, man. Like basically I was broke. Like I, I couldn't go and the hamburger joint and get a get a burger but right next to the hamburger joint my jersey's hanging right there in the window and it's and it's 89 bucks and i don't see a dime of that but i'm out here busting my tail out on this court we're we're, we're playing in the final four but i can't even go in and buy a cheeseburger so yeah man it's it's big business chris it's big business um man yeah I, I'm yeah, sorry, make that ahead. makes. I was just gonna say, make that make sense, right? It just doesn't commercially. It just doesn't make sense, and I know that's gonna be an ongoing conversations for a number of years. But it's, it needs to be revisited. Yeah, man. Um, I wanted to. I wanted to hit on this real quick, man. Uh, I think it's very important, Chris. Give me just a moment. Um, and for the record, Chris, I'll I'll edit all of this piece out right here. So, but I, I wanna I wanna hit on this. Uh, Take your time. Let me see here. I just want to get your thoughts, man. Um. One moment. Here we go. To pivot, Chris, you know, we, we, we've been building a lot on this leadership one-on-one. I want to read something to you and just, just get your thoughts on it. Um, bear with me. It says success can be defined as the progressive, mm -hmm. <clears throat> progressive realization of a predetermined goal. This definition tells us that the discipline 
to prioritize and the ability to work toward a stated goal are essential to a leader's success. In fact, I believe they are key to leadership. Many years ago, while working toward a business degree, I learned about the Pareto, Pareto principle. Mm-hmm. It is it's commonly called the 2080 principle. Although I received little information about this principle at the time, I began to apply it in my life. Years later, I found it is most useful, a most useful tool for determining priorities for any person's life or organization. And basically the breakdown of it, Chris, 20% of your priorities will give you 80% of your production. If you spend your time, energy, money, and personnel on the top 20% of your priorities, Mm -hmm. then it just kind of breaks down this illustration. Basically, you know, that, that, that 20%, you know, is really drawn to the 80% of production. Then he gives a couple examples Time, 20% of our time produces 80% of the results. Counseling, 20% of the people take up 80% of our time. Products, 20% of the products bring in 80% of the profit. Reading, 20% of the book contains 80% of the content. Uh, Job, 20% of our work gives us 80% of our satisfaction. Speech, 20% of the presentation produces 80% of the impact. Donations, 20% of the people will give 80% of the money. Leadership, 20% of the people will make 80% of the decisions. I'm going to read that one again, Chris. Mm. 20% of the people will make 80% of the decisions. And that is in any organization, uh, nonprofit, military, uh, behind the scenes of, you know, these, these sports teams. Do you agree with that statement, Chris? 20% as, you know, the leadership, 20% will make the decisions, you know, and 80% will be the production. Do you agree with that? It's an interesting thought. And I think it, it really depends on the company you, you work for at the end of the day. I think you know, it really depends on the type of leadership that is involved. You may have people that like to include their people into making decisions as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a huge piece of it. Also, any time where you can involve your customers, number one, into those decision makings as well is 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 key. So it really depends on on the situation. I do agree in probably averages that's probably about right. I would say, mm-hmm. but overall, I would say that it 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 would depend on the the industry or the the type of situation that you're in. Yeah, man, I I, I do too because I think as I mean, this is an old book, Chris. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's an old book. So think about how things are evolving. Yeah, start- I was gonna, I was yeah. gonna say, like, how old is how old is that book? Because I think we're more of it evolved, where you know it's more democratic. It's not rigid. There's a lot more of a involvement. Yes. Two thousand and two. Okay, so it's not too uh, it's not too old. 
That's, that's 21 years, Chris. <laughs> yeah, a, I guess. A, a lot has happened in 21 years, man. Um, Because that Socratic method, man, like, mm-hmm. you know, towards the latter part of my career, you know, that, that word really started permeating itself in a lot of discussion in circles, man, like, the Socratic method, man, get the Marines involved. You know, this this 20% of generals and sergeants major and mm-hmm. big wigs, as, as the young bucks like to say, the big, big wigs, wigs, making all the decisions. But that's kind of against our doctrine because mm-hmm. the, big, the big wigs is not on the ground in combat, per se, hand to hand, you know, mm-hmm. walking, walking behind the tank down the alleyway, you know, type thing. So you know, that decentralized, you know, leadership is very, very important. Uh, And that's what I loved about the Marine Corps, Chris. Um, From the day you you walk in the door, man, you're told you're a leader. Because if you're E3, that E2, you're the the closest to the boat. You have to lead that E2. And and that that development just continues to grow over the years. So, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of good tools in, in the book, obviously. Um, but I'm with you, Chris. I, I I think we've we've evolved a lot, uh, and it really does depend on the industry type. Um, but again, I, we used to always hear this term, Chris. Uh, too many, you know, uh, chiefs and not enough Indians in a mm-hmm. positive in a positive way, you know. Yeah. Uh, too many chiefs and not enough Indians, man. Like. Uh, I've experienced that as well. I've experienced the whole, uh, if everything is a priority, nothing's a priority. Uh, I've experienced, uh, you know, very smart and bright, but once you're in front of people, you can't lead your way out of wet paper bag. I've I've experienced that, Chris. Like I've experienced uh, behind the closed doors, like you said, the fear. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of fear, like you said, that imposter syndrome, man. I, Chris, I want you to expound on that a, a little bit more, man. Imposter syndrome. I, I, I really would like for you to expound on that based on your, your outlook on it, because I know for me, when I see that term out there, especially within this coaching space, the space mm-hmm. that we're operating in, Chris, I see it. And and the first thing that kind of goes to my, my brain housing is trying to be something that you're not, or like being an imposter of something that you're not. And am I off base with that, or or what's what's it, you know your 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 thoughts? It's imposter syndrome is really doubting your skill, and really having that self doubt, also feeling that you're not deserving of something. You know, I think about different work situations where people are applying for, you know, a more senior role. You probably saw it in your time as well. Like people are like, do I really deserve this role that I'm, you know, you know, this, this next level of command that I'm, I'm hoping to get to. That's where that imposter syndrome, you don't really believe that you, you deserve it. And you also have that kind of self doubt and realization is, is it in me? Is it not? So I think it's, I think naturally as, as human beings, we also tend to, compare ourselves a lot i think that's normal right, we see right. we see it on instagram yep. all the time we have this world mm-hmm. of instant gratification as well so we're constantly comparing you know we we consume so much information as well on the daily 
So I think that kind of creeps into our mind. We make a couple of thousand thoughts every single day. So it's, it's only natural for us at times to be like, is this really, is this really me? Do I really deserve this? Do I have the skills? Right. I, I, I'm so grateful you, you, you broke that down, man, because seeing it from that way to me is, is, is confidence. Like hearing, hearing that explanation gives me automatic confidence because I'm looking at it from a, a standpoint, Crystal, like you said, do I deserve this position? You know, if I'm looking, and I'm going to use me as an example, Chris, as a leader, if I'm looking mm-hmm. at, you know, do I deserve to have 1.3 million followers on IG? Do I deserve mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Oh, man, I I don't think I could get to that. Or, or man, that'll take a lifetime or whatever. Um, That's why I said I, I wouldn't see, I, I wasn't looking at that term as, that being considered imposter syndrome. I was looking at it like uh, I have a Lamborghini, you know, uh, outside of Panera Bread that's not mine. Mm-hmm. And Chris, I go stand in front of it and I take a bunch of, you know, this, that, and the third. And, you know, a guy comes out with his wife and I might say, hey, man, can you open the door and just let me kind of stand there like it's mine that's how I was viewing imposter syndrome. So yeah, I appreciate you really breaking that down, man. Cause it, 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 it makes much more sense. Um, and I, I could easily see that man, because I mean, I, Hey, like you said, bro, uh, I hear it all the time. I've heard mm-hmm. Colonel say, I don't think I'm, I'm not equipped to be a general. There you because, go. Cause they have so much respect for that position, bro. Like, a general, like my mm-hmm. grandmother always tease and say, my grandmother knew two ranks. She knew private and general. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like <laughs> every time I saw my grandmother, Chris, you're a general yet? I'm like, no, <laughs> granny, I'll never be a general. I'm enlisted, you know, as, as officers. But um, yeah, bro, uh, that's amazing, man. Oh. Um, so what's your traveling look like, man? What what you got on on what what what's next for Chris, man? Like what you got coming up? What's some of the major things you got bubbling, man? Yeah, so right now I'm in the process of writing uh, an ebook about right. leadership. So I'm excited about that. Hopefully, well, looking to launch that sometime yes. next next month or the the following month. Just really just sharing my thoughts. And my experiences over the years and putting pen to paper has been a, a great process. I'm also in the process of doing NLP right now, which I mentioned to you earlier, which is neuro linguistic programming, which is around self development, wow. uh, counseling elements. It's kind of like a subset of uh, psychology. And it's also just about communication and mindset as well, which is really helping me further develop my coaching skills, which I'm really excited about. And I'm just, just really, really focused on, you know, becoming a better coach, serving, serving my clients as best as possible and just continuing to grow as a, as a, as a human as well. Right. That's it, Chris. That, that's what, that's what it's all about, bro. Uh, To me, I, I, as you broke that 
imposter syndrome down, mm-hmm. that 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 falls in that category as well, man. Like we're, we're constantly sharpening the blade, man. You mm-hmm. know, constantly sharpening the blade and and constantly leveling up, man. And I'm so excited, bro, for anything you drop, bro. I'm I'm on it, man. I'm telling you, my wife appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, she she knows she. Like, babe, I'll be on with Chris March tonight. She's like, wow, for real? Like, Chris, ooh, okay. she be checking you out, man. And just love your style, man. I, I love your style, man. Like, Appreciate that. You know, you're always fresh, man, in, in so many amazing places, man. And some of the architects I see, man, in, in, in your content, man, you be everywhere, Chris, man. You, like you said, you love to travel, man. And it love shows, tra- man. I love to travel. It's it's part of uh, it's part of my passion alongside leadership and that development piece as well. So I I look forward to explore continuing to explore as as yeah. many countries as possible. I've I've seen a few, but there's still so much more that I want to. Oh yeah, man! I want to see. So yes, man. Hey, that's the life to live right there, brother. Oh, I, I I'm going to Miami next month. Amazing. Ah. California in April, you know, I haven't been out there in a while since, since we lived out there, but looking forward to that good buddy out there retiring. Uh, he did 28 years in the Marine Corps. So go celebrate him, man. And, and looking forward to it, man. And just like you say, bro, I, I, I got to keep sharpening that blade, man, still sharp and still. And I appreciate you, man. Like I say, from, from the onset, bro, just, uh, embracing me man bringing me into to your world and being that mentor that that coach for me man and just being able to learn from you and pick your brain man and and you know it, it's amazing bro how you put things in perspective and, and it comes back to that central theme man of, of that leadership man of, like you said the development and uh, I'm excited, man, for the people out there, man. How 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 could they reach you, brother? How how could they get in touch with you? Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. The best way to to get a hold of me is either through through LinkedIn. You can find me on there as as Chris March, or through Instagram as well. My handle on Instagram is Chris March Coaching. Okay, perfect, man. One last question before we get out of here, Chris. Uh, uh, I, I want to know, man, as well as my peoples out there, man, I know they watch it. Chris, how do you, how, what, what do you feel about hip hop, man? Do, do, you, um, do you love that hip hop vibe? I look, I know this is not going to be popular when I say this, but I'm, I'm a huge Kanye West fan. <laughs> There's two people that I look up to in my life, Kobe Bryant, Kanye West. Hey, Kanye West is a genius, man. I don't care what nobody says. He's a genius, bro. 100%. As as I'm sitting here right now, I have a limited edition piece of Kanye West art. I'm looking to my left right now for everyone at home. Kanye is a genius. And I know recent, you know, antics haven't been great, but 2004 to 2018, Kanye West was something to behold. One of the greatest artistic minds of all time yes and if if anyone's doubting kanye west jump on netflix watch his documentary called genius yes Yes. and watch that yes he he was ahead of his time where he was filming himself 
in early 2000. Yes. Because he already knew that he was going to make it. He knew. He knew, man. I mean, that, he knew. That, that right there, Chris, is probably my biggest takeaway from that documentary, man. Incredible. And, you know, it, it's really incredible. Uh, he, he documented it. He knew. You know what he I'm saying? Just, just those two two simple words. He knew, uh, and man, I, I'm I'm sitting here looking right now at this CD collection, all of these CDs, man. Uh, you know, we're in the streaming era now, Chris, and records for days. You know, Akai MPC 2000 XL turntables, mics, keyboards, drum set over here, bass guitar. You got all, you got all all in. Back home in Australia. I have my room is still set up like I like I never left like high school. Yes. It still looks like it's you know early two thousands. I have wall to wall CDs yes. you know, from you know Dre, Tupac, Nas, yes. Buster, all those all those guys are huge. So Ooh. let me ask you, who's your who's your favorite hip hop artist? I'm a hip hip hop head myself. Oh man, Chris. Um... All right, Chris, man, you, you don't put me on the spot, bro. Hey, let me grab this real quick. Um, give me a second. All right. So I'm going I'm to I'm change my background, Chris, because, you know, with the with the blur, you won't be able to see it. But uh, so you probably won't be able to see it, Chris, but this 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 is a, a real picture. I'm gonna try to get it as close to the screen. Yeah, as well. yeah, I see that. Is that you on the mic? No, no, that's not me. Uh, it's it's hard to see. Yeah, it's... but but this gentleman right here, he goes by he goes by the name of his 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 real name mm-hmm. is is Keith Elam, and I want to say a huge rest in peace to the guru from Gangstar. Um, this cat. The Guru um, and DJ Premier. Man, when I go back and I listen to, 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 to the music, man, that they produce together as Gangstar, um, you know, he, he's my favorite MC, man, for, for, for life, man. Um, he's, he's my favorite. He's my favorite MC. Uh, I obviously love Nas, you know, rock him. KRS, I mean, I could name so many, man. It, it, it's sort of like with the sports. Um, but so many the, good hip hop, so yeah. many good hip hop artists. Yes, but like you said, man, the '90s era, that era, man, it was, and, and Kanye's cut from that cloth. Kanye comes from that era, man. Of of Kanye, you know, Chris, man, I, I make beats. I was inspired by Kanye to make beats. My daughter, my daughter's sitting there right now. Like when she was young, we're riding around and and we would listen to that college dropout, man. And what an album. And, and, and late registration, bro. And it was just like, wow, man. So and, and I think a lot of people try to put Kanye in a box, man. And and you can't box a cat like Kanye. You can't, you can't put a cat like Kanye in a box. Kanye's not perfect. He, he's made mistakes. Yeah, you know, he's going to live his life and 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 this dude's life is still he knew. Like continue to add that on. He he still knows. 
So what we're seeing right now, Chris, 10, 15 years from now, a lot of these same people sucking their teeth at Kanye West will be sitting back saying, man, that dude was a genius, man. That dude, that dude's a genius. You, you can hear it in his music. Just, Chris, I listen to his instrumentals. I, I take his instrumental records and, and I, I sit in here, I turn the light out. I got my little red dome light in here. And man, I just zone out and I listen to like the sounds that he took from Australia. Me being out there and, and the dudes with the long tool. Did you reduce? Yeah. I saw that in person with my own eyes in Australia. So to hear that element of that sound in his beats, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, dude. It's like, it's like taking a bite of the best cake in the world, <laughs> you know? And, and I'm just so happy, Chris, man, that, that you said that, man, like that, that's leadership that you could sit on light bulb lessons tonight and say, yeah, people out there, you may think how you think of, but man, for me, it is Kanye West. You know what I mean? Because he resonates with you, bro. That's that authenticity that, you know, alleviates that imposter syndrome for all of us because I'm the same way, man. Like Kanye, man, is, 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 you know, you see, you see Miles Davis, uh, man, I got pictures of everybody in here, man. Ali, and you know, just this is my lab right here, Chris. <laughs> like this, this is where it really goes down in here. And I can promise you, Chris. Uh, when when I look around and I and I, I see all of this, man, it's like, all right, well, Kanye West told his mom, "Mom, you have to take me to New York City." He went to New York City with that fire, dog. He had that heat. He knew. He knew. <laughs> he was he was that guy. One of my favorite scenes out of that movie is out of the documentary as well, is when he's pre-rehearsing his Grammy speech. You yeah, remember that part? Yes. He's already, he's already like already walking it through in his mind. Like yes. that is just like that's, that's, that's why I love Kanye West. Man. And dog, like I, Kanye is futuristic, man. And dog, when 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 a man is a billionaire, bro, when a when a when a man knows that, you know, same level as the goat, Jordan, bro. Like when when a man knows that, out of ten people walking on every street across the world, at least three or four of them have on my sneaker. And and think about it, Chris. They're not the best looking sneaker in the world. When I saw them the first time, I was like, it, it, it looked like some futuristic space site crap. And I'm just like, wow, man, them are, those are Kanye's? Like, yeah, man, that's them new yays, man. And dog, like, when I got my first pair, how how comfortable they are, I was like, man, dog, this is... Now, the boots he be rocking, Chris, I don't <laughs> think I can... I can't go... Uh, <laughs> I I'm can't. the same... I'm the same. I've got a, I got multiple pairs of Yeezys, and I remember the first time, to your point, putting them on. It felt like I was walking on clouds. Yes. The Yeezy three fifties. Yes, the three fifties, dog. Wow. And that, and and again, man, like, again, man, tuning in, man. It's like Bob blesses to your old Clay, my man Chris March, man, representing. And we're just having this great conversation about, you know, Kanye, man. You know, this is not drink champs. 
This is like Bob Lessons. And we're speaking on it from a leadership perspective. We're speaking on it from a perspective of how this man is, is, is setting that iconic blazing trail you know, that it may just like Tupac, it may be 10, 15 years for us to catch up with where Kanye's going. He's an artist, man. Listen to his music. You know, you, you know, a lot of people, okay, like you said earlier, Chris, Mike Jordan said, I'm going to step away from the game and I'm going to go try my hand at Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people, ah, oh, he failed. He sucked. He wasn't good. But, dude, the man is the best basketball player to ever live on this planet. And he went and tried his hand at something different. Then he came back with the four or five, Chris. He came back. Chris, he came back still killing him, Chris. Still killing him. And I look at those parallels of leadership, man, and Kanye. Kanye is, is, name somebody else in the game that Kanye, you know, on Kanye's level in terms of leadership, man. Like, I, I don't see it. You know, I know him and Drake have had their, you know, but that 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 shows Drake's aspect of leadership too, because Drake is like, hey, uh, goats challenge goats. You know, if, 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 if Ye's the goat and I'm here, okay. You know what I'm saying? I get that. Um, mm-hmm. But man, Kanye's different, bro. Head of his time. Head of his time. He is, bro. He's he's head of his time. So again, man, Chris, man, we we've covered a lot. We've we've hit it on the head, man. And and I hope, you know, for those of you out there checking us out and and taking your precious time to spend this hour or so with us, man. Um, please just understand, man, that that hey, we're we're nuts for leadership. That's what we are. We we love all things leadership, man. Leadership starts, you know, in here in the heart uh, and 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 kind of comes up and moves through our mind and 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 we put it out to the world. And again, Chris, man, you you've been instrumental for me, bro. Uh I, I love you, bro. Like, man, I love what you're doing. I, I, I'm excited for what you have to come down the pipe. And uh, I just thank you for that, that, that friendship, bro. It means so much, man. Like I say, uh, my goal has always been to bring in the best leaders that I know um, mm-hmm. and and with hopes that someone is inspired, someone, you know, learns some, from that value. And I know today uh, you, you've you've given us a lot of your blessing, man, and I, I truly appreciate you for that. Any, any parting words before we roll up out of here, bro? The floor is yours, man. Yeah, for... Firstly, thank you so much for the for the calm words. Love you too, bro. And um, I appreciate this opportunity. And I'm really excited. I just want to throw it back at you and just say I'm really, really excited to to follow your journey and to play a small piece in that. Uh, it's a, it's an absolute honor. So yeah, I know you've got such an incredible story to share. Yeah. So looking forward to to following that. Yeah. In terms in terms of finishing. I'm going to share one of my favorite quotes, and I think this is really on point with Michael Jeffrey Jordan. My favorite quote of all time, of course, is Michael Jordan, his Hall of Fame speech. Never say never because limits are often just an illusion. Mm, Wow. That's it, man. That's, That's Mike Drop. We'll leave it at that, man. 
once again, love you, Chris, man. This will be, be the first of many. We thank you. Thank you for that precious time you spent with us today. As we always say at Light Bar Blessings, man, thank you all out there. Click those buttons, subscribe, share, look up my man, Chris. Man, he's constantly giving thousands and thousands of, of value. So, hey, you're feeling down. Hey, you want to want to level up on your job. You want to, you know, level up in whatever space you're in. Check out my man, Chris March, IG. He's out there, man. He's not hard to find. And, man, as we always say, peace, love, and light you all. We love y'all out there, man, and thank you so much, man. Peace. Peace. Yeah, bro. That's amazing, man. Oh, man. How was that? Oh, man, it's amazing, bro. Like, hey, um, 